Hello and welcome to the ESPN Roundtable. I'm Coulter Nuanez. You can find the ESPN Roundtable each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour on your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. You can also find it during the noon hour right here every Thursday on 1029 ESPN Missoula. This week, a fun ESPN Roundtable. Samuel Akim, the all-time leading receiver when it comes to touchdown catches in University of Montana history and now a second-year pass catcher for the Philadelphia Stars of the United States Football League. He joins us to talk all things football, NFL, his story in the USFL, and breaking down the Grizz as they prepare for their matchup at the University of Idaho on Saturday. A really fun conversation, a really insightful conversation with one of our favorite guys. The ESPN Roundtable probably presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You need somewhere to watch college football all Saturday long? Paradise Falls has got you covered. they got 22 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and food and drink specials all day long. They're open 7 a.m. until midnight. Go check them out on the south side of Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot, Samuel Akim, former Grizz great, right now on the ESPN Roundtable. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview of the week each week. And we're joined by one of my favorite guys, a guy who's a fan favorite around Grizz Nation, and a guy that's still a part of the conversation because he's been doing these cool cut-ups uh, on the YouTube. It's Samuel Kim in studio. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Thanks so much for coming in. I appreciate you for having me. So, first of all, you got to talk me through this. Uh, we were talking NFL off the air. Uh, you got to teach me how to get a divorce from my team. You're an Oklahoma <laughs> guy. You, you, you grew up a Cowboys fan. It makes sense. You know, you're right there. It's it's regional. Probably everybody you knew was a Cowboys fan. But you couldn't do it anymore as of last year. And after last Sunday, you probably feel pretty good about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, man, it was, it, it's been a long, long fandom for me. And, <laughs> and I've just been hoping for that day that, like, I can just celebrate the Cowboys, but it never came. I mean, how crazy. So, how, how old are you? 25? 26. 26. Yeah. So, the Cowboys have one of the most storied histories in the history of, of football. Facts. But they haven't been any good since you've been alive. I shouldn't say any good. They've been okay, but they haven't been as good as they once were the whole time you've been alive. That's no pretty Super crazy. Bowls. How many playoff games the Cowboys won since you've been alive? Two? Three? Yeah, probably like two or three. <laughs> two or three. Yeah. And then you watch them just get run roughshod on Sunday Night Football. You're probably feeling pretty good about your I'm divorce. sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to do the same thing with the Minnesota Vikings because I just can't take it anymore. I can't take the, the high watermark for my whole life has been, okay, you're going to win – you're going to get in the playoffs, and then somehow, someway, you're going to get your heart broken in the most ridiculous fashions in the playoffs. And it's just it's just too much. But uh, may, maybe I'll take a, a, a note from your book and uh, and get rid of them. You definitely should. <laughs> the part about the NFL now is there's so many moving parts, and guys change teams so much. Oh, yeah. Just being a fan of the league is actually just fun, right? Yeah, it is. It is, because there's so many good players. There's so much good talent in the league right now. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean... So that was my thing. It's like, I love so many teams. I love so many guys. It's just, fo- I love football. So it's like, I don't need to have be a fan of a team. To Well, when you, you're a great player for the Grizz, and now you're playing professionally in the United States Football League. But when you watch the NFL, how much different is it to you than watching college film or, you know, playing the USFL? I mean, to me, it, it's like almost college football and pro football are like different sports at this point. Yeah. What, what do you mean? In what way? I guess just the, some of the priorities. Like in college, first of all, teams play way faster, so they have a lot more plays. Yeah. I mean, the NFL, it's all about possessions. Yeah. You the Kansas City Chiefs, you know you're going to get six or seven or eight possessions, and you're going to score on five of those possessions. You're trying to go five for eight and score 35 points and win. In college, you might get 12, 14 possessions. So even if, you know, you might score on seven out of 14, you're still going to score more points, but you actually didn't score on possessions more often. There's just way more changes of possession. Yeah. Uh, 
on that point, I would say probably the margin of error is much thinner. Yes, like, so right. a mistake is magnified in professional football in the NFL. Right. Whereas in college, just like you're saying, you get so many more possessions. Maybe a fumble doesn't affect you that much. Maybe a couple interceptions don't affect you that much. But in the NFL, it's like every play matters. That's why it's so high intense. That's why there's so much money on the yeah. line. Just everything. The other part that is just such a huge difference is the NFL storylines are all about the quarterbacks, yeah. but when you watch the NFL game, the pass rushes are just so crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, the quarterback has two seconds to get rid of the ball. In college, a lot of times the quarterback's going to be as athletic as the defensive guys chasing him. Oh, yeah. So he can extend. I mean, you, you play with Dalton Sneed. You guys would have plays that would last 10 full seconds because Sneed will be running around all crazy and you and Samari Torre are getting loose. Oh, yeah. In the NFL, you can't do that because everybody's faster than you. Yeah. That's the thing you notice is like, I guess in college, you know, there's some top athletes on every team. Every team has some top athletes. But in the league, it's like that guy was an All-American at his school. This guy exactly. was an All-American at his school. This guy was like a Heisman finalist. He's a backup. You know, it's just <laughs> right. so much talent in the NFL. It's it's ridiculous. It, it absolutely is ridiculous. Uh, tell people about uh, just an update on you. You, you. you had your first year of professional football in the okay. United States Football League. So take people through the experience. It's, it's been kind of interesting as you watch the USFL sort of grow as this new league. Yeah. Uh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, had a couple former Grizz as my coach on my coaching staff. Uh, interesting. Bart Andrus and uh, Brendan McGuire, former Grizz receiver. He was the D-line coach and Bart was the head coach. But it was awesome, man. I definitely noticed just like the talent level compared to college. Uh, you know, the the... There was just so many things. It was a great experience. My teammates, I had a bunch of former NFL teammates, you know, a former first rounder as my teammate, former Grizz guys on my team. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers uh, Adam Rodriguez, but he For was sure. my teammate from Weber State, yep. the guy who got like five or six sacks on us that one time <laughs> I, in 2019. I think, I think Dalton Sneed's still having nightmares about Adam <laughs> Rodriguez because that was one of the great individual games oh, I have yeah. ever seen. I mean, this dude was going crazy in that game. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. And just having those conversations with Case, Adam, Luis, Who's a kid? Who's our kicker? Just so many big sky guys. It's just cool to share those stories and just we're all going through the same experience. We all came from the same place, kind of you know different schools but same conference. So it, it was an awesome experience. Case Cook is the quarterback there for the Philadelphia Stars, but you weren't living in Philly though, right? No, we were in Detroit. So tell people about that part of it. It started out where everybody was in Birmingham, Alabama, yes. right? And then they went out to a couple different cities. What were the the cities where everybody was at? Yeah, so 2022 they were in Birmingham. This past season they did four hubs, so it was Detroit where you had the Michigan Panthers and the Stars, my mm -hmm. team. There was Canton, where you had um, Pittsburgh Maulers, and you had the New Jersey Generals. Mm -hmm. There was Birmingham, where you had the champions, two-time champions now, the Birmingham Stallions and New Orleans Breakers. And then you had Memphis, where you had the Memphis Showboats and Houston Gamblers. So Fascinating. And it's going to be interesting to see if this can continue to gain legs, but I do think they're doing it right with sort of this hub model. But this next year, is it going to go back to the New York cities, or are you going to do the, the hub model again? So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. I don't I'm know sure. if you heard about the XFL-USFL uh, merger. Mm. But that's big news. Um, I i don't have any facts right now. Right. There's, just, right. there's definitely a merger. We, the leagues are merging, and I've seen things about um, the USFL applying for or whatever it is to get a new trademark for a new name. But the leagues are merging, so it's going to look a little different. But our union has assured us that they're going to take care of our everything with us and you know it'll be interesting it'll be interesting for sure samuel kim in studio with us former grizz wide receiver now currently with the philadelphia stars talking all things football it's our espn roundtable probably presented by paradise falls of missoula
Need a place to watch the Grizz game Saturday night? Paradise Falls is a great spot. They have an early and a late happy hour, plus food and drink specials all night long. They'll have all the college football games on all afternoon into the evening. 8.30 kick. I'm going to be sleepy time by the time this thing gets started there in <laughs> Moscow. But uh, if you need somewhere to watch the game, head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, uh, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Now, you were on the Grizz when Case Cookus at NAU came here and he got thrown out of the game, right? Talk to him about that. See, I loved... I, I, you know, at Skyline Sports, we cover the whole big sky. And Case Cook has won the, the Jerry Rice Award when he was a freshman at NAU. So I, I started, uh, started following this kid and, and interviewing him a lot w- when he was young. And so I always loved the, just sort of scope of his whole career. He's a really talented guy, and he's got a lot of fire. In this neck of the woods, though, in Missoula, he's like most remembered for getting tossed at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Oh, yeah. Did you ever give him, ever give him hell for this? Yeah, I, I mean, that was like <laughs> one of the first things I talked to him about. I remember telling people before the season, I was like, man, Case is my quarterback. I can't wait to talk to him about that play. And <laughs> totally. I, just, I was just like, hey, man, you know my first memory of you? And he was like, when I got kicked out of your game. I was like, yeah. <laughs> So we we shared a good laugh about it. He's 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 a, he's an awesome guy. Well, that was a that was a couple fiery competitors because Case Cook is definitely brings it, and Connor Strom is definitely a hold no prisoners type of guy oh, too. Yeah. And they were definitely oh, yeah. getting into it. So that was an interesting game too. That was when uh, you guys had to McKenna McKenna Simmons comes in. And you guys had to run this totally different offense, but it was actually probably the win that helped get you into the playoffs that year, right? We actually didn't make the playoffs. Oh, that's year. right. It was like almost to get yeah, in the playoffs. Almost. If that's we would have right. beat the Cats, we probably would have got. That's in. exactly right. Yeah. yeah, but that it was a big win. It was a it weird. Was a it was win. a weird win though because they would they would have won the conference had right. we not beat them. So that was what he brought up. He was like, "Man, yeah, you guys took that Big Sky Championship away from me, but it was an awesome year, and that was a big win for us." Uh, life in Detroit, how, what was that like? Man, it was interesting. So we played our games, our home games, out of the Lions Stadium. I, I can't, Ford, Ford, Ford Field. Field. Yeah, sure. But we practiced and basically did everything. We practiced at uh, Eastern Michigan, mm. which I didn't even know was close to Ann Arbor. But we lived in our, Ann Arbor. Oh, interesting. Which is like, right, it's like an hour outside of Detroit. So do they have team housing for you then? Uh during camp, we stayed in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. But after camp, it's like you find your own house. Okay, so you yeah. have or own... you can stay in the hotel. Sure. Obviously, you pay for it, but right, you know. right. But you did have your own place. Yeah, I did. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, what did you think of just that part of the country? It's boring, man. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Well, Ann Arbor, we didn't spend t- a ton of time in Detroit. We went to a receiver dinner at the end of the season at, in Detroit, but I didn't get a lot of time in Detroit. But in terms of Ann Arbor, like besides the University of Michigan, there is nothing. Right. Nothing out there. So it's, it's, and I always thought when I first came to Montana, I was like, man, Missoula is so boring. It's nothing like Oklahoma. But then I go back to Oklahoma and I'm like, dang, Oklahoma's kind of boring. And then being <laughs> in Ann Arbor, I was like, this is a ghost town. <laughs> right. Especially during, we were there like late spring, summertime. Yeah. So there's no students. That's a college town. So right. it's just, just a ghost town. Yeah. I- interesting. When you, uh, when you first came to Montana, w- before you came here, I guess is the question. What did you think Montana was going to be like? I always ask out-of-state guys this because sometimes sometimes guys know because they're from around the area or whatever. Oklahoma's a little ways away. Yeah. Uh, what did you think it was going to be like? I don't know, man. Like, I knew there wasn't going to be a lot of diversity out sure. here, if, that's, yep. if you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. Um, but in terms of just like how the state was going to be, I don't know. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be cold. I knew there was going to be more snow than I've ever seen in my life, but... Outside of that, like I didn't really have any any expectations to be honest. I, I I was honestly just grateful and excited to be playing football on a full ride scholarship. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, the, the dynamic of Missoula is so interesting to me too because there's certainly not 
a, a ton of racial diversity in yeah. Missoula, but there is a lot of cultural diversity yeah, in for Missoula. Sure. Most definitely. And I, I think that that makes it a little bit easier for people to come here from, yeah. from other places because Missoula is a very welcoming community. I know you felt that a lot. Yeah, I did. I did. And I... This is actually crazy. Do you have time for like me to give a little story? Oh, absolutely. We okay. got we got fifteen minutes left, okay. man. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when I was a uh, on my recruiting visit in 2016, a guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, are you Samuel Kim from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma?" And this is before you've even. This is before I. This is on my recruiting. <laughs> you don't visit. even play for the Grizz. Yet. I don't even play for the Grizz. I'm Amazing. a high schooler, like eight games into our high school in my senior year. He comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, are you Samuel Kim from the University of Montana?" He's like, "We need you to come here. Like, you'd be a great addition to our team." Fast forward to two weeks ago. Who we played two weeks? Idaho State. Fast Idaho forward State, to the yeah. Idaho State game. I'm about to do the, the pregame show, and some guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, like, do you remember when a guy came up to you in the stands? Like, yeah, yeah. Da, da. It was the guy. Amazing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how'd you know? I, how'd, how'd you know? And we, we had a good conversation, and he's an awesome guy. But I remember that was what stood out to me on my visit, and that was really what – I mean, I was already going to commit. I only had one offer. But that was what really stood out to me about the fan base is, like, I'm a high schooler, and these guys care about me. So I can't even imagine what it'd be like when I'm a player. All right. It's great. Fans just love it, man. Oh, yeah. they, they are just so into it. I'll never forget when we were sitting here one day, we used to get a random call, and it's a guy from Vancouver, Washington, and he says, Hey, there's this kid from uh, Vancouver right across the bridge from Portland. His name's Cole Grossman, and he's getting recruited by Montana, and he's going to be an excellent player in the Big Sky Conference if, if, he, if, he, if you guys could get him in Missoula. We're like, Well, random call. Thanks for the call. And then I look <laughs> him up on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, this guy is nice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here he is. He's a stud tight end for the Grizz. And Hopefully uh, recovering well because I know he's going through some stuff now with the the knee surgery this off season, but uh, certainly he's been a, a huge contributor uh, to the University of Montana thus far in his football career. Samuel Kim in studio with us here uh, on Nuance is now uh, just the element of of being sort of famous when you play for the Grizz. What do you think of that part, man? It's 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 interesting because when I came to college, I yeah. remember like I grew up. My brother was a four star, went right. to Oklahoma State, right. and had offers from everywhere. You know, Arkansas. I think he had Washington State. He had a bunch of offers. Yeah, he ended up going to Oklahoma State. I remember the one thing I wanted when I was growing up was like. I want people to know me for me. Like, it was always like, oh, that's Jossie's little brother. Or, sure. oh, that's such, a, like, that's such and such. But it was never like, oh, that's Sammy and Kim. But now it's like people out here know me, and they don't even know my brother. I mean, they know my brother because <laughs> right, I right. talk about him. But I remember, you remember Carter Key? Uh-huh, of course. I talked to him a couple years ago. Because he was also from Oklahoma, also right? Also from Oklahoma. We went to the same high school. He, um... He said to me a couple years ago, he hit me up. I think it was when I signed with the Stars. or I can't remember what it was, but he hit me up and was like, hey, I remember you. Because I had t- me and him had this conversation because he had a, his bigger brother played with my bigger brother. And he was like, man, I, I remember you said you wanted to make a name for yourself and you actually did it out in there in Missoula, man. Like, I'm so happy for you. But that was just what stood out to me is just like everybody knew my brother. And now, you know, I wanted people to know me and they know me. But it's awesome being a part of the Missoula community. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, There's also just a certain element of it where, first of all, the University of Montana has unbelievably high expectations in athletics across the board. Oh, yeah. Particularly football. And I think that everybody that comes here that embraces those expectations has success, uh, at least to a certain level of success. But it also comes with a lot of scrutiny. What do you think of, of that part? Because, I mean, the community certainly holds it to a high standard. Grizz fans can also be a little bit crazy. I mean, here we are. We have a talk radio show every day. And when the Grizz are winning, we're pumping them up. And when they're losing, we're, you know, we don't ever try to go cut them down. We try yeah. to tell the story of what actually happened in the X's and O's nice. and stuff like that. But but you know what I'm saying. Like, sometimes the, the roller coaster can be a little bit nuts, right? It can be a little bit of nuts, but... 
Personally, I feel like if you want the positive side of it, that's right. You have to be able to accept the negative side of it, even though you hope it doesn't get super negative. Sure. If you're willing to accept the positive right. and all the love you get, you got to understand that you know when you don't play well, we're gonna have something to say. So right. Right. you know that's really my mindset. Well, on and it. it's a heck of a lot better than nobody caring, right? Yeah. If exactly. nobody's talking about you, then that's way worse than exactly. people talking about you in any way, right? Exactly. So I'd much rather people care than not care. <laughs> well. You are listening to the ESPN Roundtable. More of our conversation with Grizz great wide receiver Samuel Akem right after this. Welcome back to the ESPN Roundtable. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Our conversation with Samuel Akem, the all-time leading touchdown catcher in the history of University of Montana football and a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Stars of the United States Football League, continues with some breakdowns about what Montana's been doing, the progress they've made on both sides of the football, and a preview of the Grizz game at the University of Idaho. Our ESPN Roundtable probably presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. If you're driving around town right now and need a lunch spot, Paradise Falls got you covered. They got awesome soups all the time, and they're always piping hot and fresh and ready for you. Go check out Paradise Falls for your lunch desires. They're located at 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Let's talk about this year's Grizz team. That You've been doing these awesome YouTube videos. Uh, if you want to go find them, they're on his uh, YouTube channel. We've had a couple of them on Skyline Sports as well. Maybe that's something we continue. But either way, uh, he's doing a great job putting out a couple of weeks. So, uh, first of all, what, what made you, what, what inspired you to do this? Uh, just wanted to have something to do, something, a hobby, or what, what kind of got you going on this? Well, I've always wanted to like break down the game, yeah. be a part of the the broadcasting side of the game. Yep. You know, I've always wanted to do that, but I never had an avenue. You know, and mm-hmm. I started doing a little bit of radio this year, and I, I I've always wanted a YouTube channel as well. But you know, the day in the life and all that stuff is not really for me. You know, I sure. can't right. I can't really pretend, and my life isn't that exciting. <laughs> so I decided to you know start breaking down film, and you know the response was great. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll keep dropping them. But I remember when I dropped that first one. If I showed you the the uncut version of the first <laughs> video, and I was sitting there in front of the camera, my heart was just like right. pounding. Yeah, but I mean. I remember dropping it and it, it did well. Yeah, no, totally. It, it, these are cool if you want a, sort of an in-depth look at like the X's and the O's. I know some people like to think about football just sort of the baseline way, but other people really want to know, you know, what is a cover three? What is a cover two? All these different things. And uh, Sammy's doing a great job of, uh, of breaking all that stuff down. Um, so let's talk about the Grizz then. To me, from just an analysis standpoint, this team has been fascinating to cover because they had – so much, such a muddled identity right. at the beginning of the year. Coach Out came out right out of the gates and said, "Hey, we're not naming a starting quarterback. We're going to have this multiple quarterback system where both guys are competing well into the season." And I'm thinking, okay, you know, this could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. We've seen some success with those systems in the Big Sky. I mean, Sac State, Montana State, but also there's the old saying where if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. Right. So it, it, the balancing act. And then I thought that they just really struggled to find you know, a sense of offensive flow for the first couple games. And I thought the quarterbacks had a hard time finding confidence. Well, then after NAU, which was, uh, I mean, Coach Alk would tell you this, a disaster. They did, they did not play or perform anywhere close to the standard. Not at all. They decided to make a decision, and they've gone with Clifton McDowell. And I thought it was a little bit clunky in terms of flow against Idaho State. But last week... I was very, very impressed. I thought they made a ton of good adjustments and uh, made it a lot simpler. What did you see? What have you? See? How have you seen the the offense for the Grizz evolve? Man, it it was it was rough the first couple of games. I think that does just like you said. Le- a part of that 
is because there was no definitive starter. Right. So, you know, the back of their heads are like, man, if I mess up, you right. know, if I throw a pick, if I do this, am I going to get benched? You know, whatever. I think them going, or I don't know if they said this, but it, them playing Clifton majority both these games, I think that gives him some confidence. But also, you just see the receivers growing in their comfortability with Clifton. You see, yep. you just see everybody in the offense being more comfortable, guys making plays. Um, I think the Grizz were great on third down on Saturday. The percentages aren't going to say that because they were like 9 for 19 on third down. But if you watch the game, there's yeah. critical moments in the game where they're making big plays and big moments in the game. And I think I just think they're finding an identity. Well, 9 of 19 is decent. I mean, that's definitely adequate. You, yeah. you, you want to be up around probably 65%, 70%. Yeah. But if you're getting over 50, that's still – it's better than – I mean, I guess NAU, they were like 2 of 13 or yeah. something like that. So <laughs> yeah. it certainly, uh, certainly improved. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, as a former wide receiver yourself, I mean, current wide receiver professionally, but former Grizz wide receiver, uh, first of all, the 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 crew right now, the, the main three guys, Keelan White, Junior Bergen, Aaron Fonts, they're all similar body types. Yeah. They don't have a big 6'4 guy like you or a 6'3 guy like Samari Torre. They have just a bunch of 6'0", or I guess Junior Bergen's more like 5'9", but little slashing, really yeah. fast guys. Yeah. With what they do, especially with some of their route trees, I, I think these guys were having a really hard time getting off of physical play at the line yeah. of scrimmage. Then they started getting off, though. And I thought that was the other key. McDowell's not necessarily going to, you know, he's not Brock Purdy. He's not going to just throw it nah. right into the middle of the bullseye. Nah. But he can throw it up there and let you go get it. And that's what actually changed on Saturday, and you saw those guys do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron's had that capability to do that. For sure. For since I've seen him, this kid is so. I say it every time I talk about this guy. He is so fast, so athletic, so twitchy. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm just so glad that he finally blossomed. But I do think they are finding ways to get these guys open, finding ways to allow these guys to do use their strengths as a benefit for the Grizz team. You know, I, I think they're making great improvements, and you see it. It was only a matter of time before Aaron Fonts broke out, but I think it had to happen, though, for him to like have the confidence to do it. Oh, yeah. Because you go watch him in fall camp. He's been, you know, we always do our fun, like, August segment, who's going to be the breakout star on each side of the ball. I've called Aaron Fonts for two years in a row, <laughs> and he had a fine year last year, but by no means what people that have seen him oh, and yeah. been around him know what his potential is. Now, yeah. I mean, last week he's a big set conference player of the week, so maybe that's a breakthrough for him. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope it lends itself to his confidence and he just continues to grow. I mean, the fact that we've only had one 100-yard receiver since, what was that, last year, Simo? Malik Flowers had it against Simo, but that was their first 100-yard receiver in the regular season since you and Samari both did it back in wow. 2019. Wow. That's just insane. I hope we see more of those. I know, what did Aaron have, 99? 99, so almost. But but he and Keelan both had over 90. So that's, that's huge awesome. That's huge strides for, for this receiving core because they have been I, – I have felt that they have underutilized some of their best talent these last couple of years because they've been so ball-controlled. They've been lacking creativity. But now yeah. that's what I was so impressed with. It's been so frustrating because of their lack of creativity the last yeah. couple of years. And last week, they were creative. They yeah. did good stuff to get those guys the ball. Oh, yeah. I, I think so as well. Uh, defensively, what have you seen uh, out of the Grizz? Because to me, and you know this stuff better than I do, but to me, it seems like they're running a lot more coverage stuff on the back end. It seems like they're running a lot more zones and combo coverages and stuff. 
like for several years it was just man yeah quarters yeah and that's what happened i mean we got justin ford that you should do that because <laughs> he can do it but have you seen that too yes i'm definitely seeing some more coverage in the back end but in terms of what i see defensively i see trevor gradney making plays weekly and i see braxton braxton is flying around yep. the ball that guy is living around the ball but also like guys like riley wilson making plays guys like Ryder making mm-hmm. plays like you I just think they're playing – well, I'll use the UC Davis game because I hadn't seen this before. Sure. But during the UC Davis game, I definitely could see their physicality, their intent to want to put hurting in UC Davis, like in the most respectful way, not hurt them and not get them to play ever again. But these guys were being physical. These guys were putting hits on guys constantly during the game. And, you know, I just think they're, they've upped their intensity. I thought that, too, you could tell they made a little bit of an adjustment where they were – Bring a lot of pressure off the edge, but not as much up the middle. And they had, first of all, they the defense got had such a great advantage because you're not going to find better blitzing inside linebackers than Jace Lewis, Dante Olson, and Marcus Wellnell. Yeah. And those guys are those guys are all some of the best pass rushers in the conference. Yeah. Period. And so that double A gap blitz they used to run is just like a nightmare. Yeah. They're running a little bit less, but I think that's so they could let a guy like Braxton Hill roam around. And he's so good in coverage. He's so good at chasing down ball carriers. Oh, yeah. So I think I. I I guess the whole point of what we're talking about is the Grizz are making the proper adjustments to make progress moving forward. They are. And it's amazing to see. I'm so happy. Uh, Last couple things for you. Rivalry. Samuel came in studio with us, by the way, here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN roundtable. Rivalry game in Moscow on uh, Saturday. Obviously, as a former Grizz, you know all about the the rivalry with the Cats. You know all about the rivalry with Eastern Washington. That thing got real spicy when Eastern was really good a couple years ago, and they were talking all the smack. Oh, yeah. What's your perspective on Idaho? I mean, you played against Idaho, but you guys ran roughshod over Idaho. I played against a different Idaho team. Let me say that. This this Idaho team, man, I'm going to just be frank. They are good. They're stacked. Their running back is good. I think he's leading the conference in rushing. I mean, I think he, if he makes one more step, he's league. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Or at least profe- he's a professional football oh, player. Sure. He is really, for really sure. good. Their quarterback, really good. Yep, Javon McCoy is awesome. Hayden Hatton. Um, I don't know the guy's name, number six. They, they got, Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine Jackson. They're tight end, number eight. Yep. Transfer from what, uh, Coastal yep. Carolina. Yep. And then, you know, I haven't watched, watched much, much of their defense. I don't think their defense is good, but I'm just really impressed by Giovanni McCoy. I think he makes it all go, and, you know, this guy can throw it. He can put he, he can throw it really well, for especially for an FCS quarterback, a big sky guy. He can throw it really well. And then, um, yeah, I mean, just him. He, he makes everything go, and he can run. The most impressive part about him is I think this is such an interesting dynamic that's going on in college football right now. We, we started off by talking about the, the athleticism of the defenses in the NFL. And, I mean, college, so often the quarterback is going to be a great athlete and maybe a better athlete than a lot of the guys he's running against. Oh, yeah. But they also are more prone to run. That's the instant reaction, right? Mm-hmm. The thing I would give McCoy the most credit for is he can run and he can hurt you with his legs. But a lot of times he stands in there and he moves in the pocket and he, he takes the hit and then makes the throw. Oh, yeah. And that's where they get all these gash plays. Oh, yeah. He's makes so many good throws. And I noticed that as well, that he can run and he can run effectively, but he doesn't want to. He wants to throw. You can tell he wants to sit in there and dot guys, dot things up and it, it's working well for him. I mean, the two dagger plays last year in this game when Idaho came into Missoula and won were both when Patrick O'Connell beat the offensive lineman in the, in one second and was bearing down on Giovanni McCoy, and he takes the hit from the blind side and just throws a dime, and both times, boom, touchdown. Yeah. Way easier said than done, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, keys for Montana then, Saturday at the, at the Kibbe Dome? Man, 
contain Giovanni McCoy, first things first. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know so much how defensively, schematically you want to stop them because, you know, they do so many things well. They can run it. They can throw it. But I think limiting Giovanni McCoy's imprint on the game is going to be most effective for you. Because I don't think particularly – I don't think their defense is anything – crazy right you know i think they do a good job good enough to get them wins but i think their offense is really where they hang their hat so i think um if you can contain giovanni mccoy you can contain their offense idaho's uh, defensive secondary is very good that's the best part of their defense they're leading the conference right now in pass yards allowed wow uh but the front seven is is fine it's yeah. good but I, I think i mean i actually thought uc davis was pretty dang good in the front seven yeah on saturday so i don't know we'll, we'll see uh, that's gonna be the challenge for the grizz though is Bobby Hawk wants to be a run first team, but how do they but I still think that the best players on the Grizzlies right now are their guys on the on the perimeter. So how do they get it out to the perimeter? Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I'll be interested to see how they're gonna draw up the plan offensively. You know, we have weapons, we gotta use them, and we took a step in the right direction, but we gotta make great strides this week. Well, uh it should be a fun one Saturday night at the KB Dome. We'll be there in full force and uh can't wait. I can't wait to see the Kibbe Dome in full force. It's close to a sellout. They told me earlier today they got about 300 tickets left, so definitely coming down to it. If you want to go to the Tap the Keg event Friday night, even if you're a Montanan, you're going over there to support the Grizz, they're inviting you. It's homecoming weekend, and they have a big brew fest going on there at the Kibbe Dome between 3 and 8 o'clock. Text us. We got passes for you, 406-888-1029. Uh, this is our ESPN Roundtable with Samuel Kim. We totally buried the lead, man. You got engaged recently. Congratulations, I man. I did. I did. Well, it's exciting for you and, and for your fiance Jordan. Uh, she has joined us on the show once before as well for uh, a thing they were doing, a, a fundraiser thing they were doing this last summer. So happy for you guys, man. And uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I appreciate you, I appreciate you man. Uh, We'll do it again sometime. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, appreciate you for having me, man. Thus concludes our ESPN Roundtable. Appreciate Samuel Akem, former Grizz wide receiver, for sitting in the chair and talking all things NFL, USFL, and Big Sky Conference football. Also appreciate Paradise Falls for their proud sponsorship of the ESPN Roundtable. Need a place to watch the Grizz game on Saturday night? Head on into Paradise Falls. they got an early and a late happy hour. They'll have appetizer and drink specials late into the evening. 22 big screen TVs, a great place to watch the Grizz on this Saturday or any other Saturday, Paradise Falls. Located at 3621 Brook Street, Missoula's coolest hotspot. And of course, thank you so much to you for listening to this week's ESPN Roundtable. We'll be back on the ESPN Roundtable next Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour of Nuanas Now. And of course, each Thursday during the noon hour right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Have yourself a phenomenal weekend, and thanks for listening.